What subjects have you actually got today, Jamie? Let's just fucking shit talk Alex for half an hour, then then questions, then we get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Let's fucking do it, man. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Try to get in a comfortable position. Wow. Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to. The Jar Media Podcast. Ba, 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 ba. Today is only me and Jamie. <laughs> Hello. How are we doing, Jamie? Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, today it's just um, it's coming through on the app. <laughs> Why is that making sound? That never makes sound. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I've also no- I've noticed my levels are like so high. So it's that because you mix the cam the the mic all around. <laughs> well, fuck yeah. Okay. Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's me and Jamie here today. Um, Alex has just completely abandoned us. He's just gone away again. 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 He's just gone away. He didn't tell us how to set up the Mac or the camera. We know we had so many technical problems. We start. We tried to start recording this like an hour ago. No, let's let's take a look here. It is currently ten past ten p.m. Yep. Ten minutes past ten p.m. What time did we get here, James? Two p.m. <laughs> we have been here since two p.m. Trying to organise this, and it's just been absolute chaos. It's been absolute chaos. Hours, <laughs> hours spent. Oh, nah, it's not that audio track. Try this one. Oh, it's not that one. Let's try this one. <laughs> We've had to go through like 16 audio tracks on two different audio tracks itself. Yeah. Charles and Ellen, we've just been pulling our hair out we're trying to trying to get you an episode today. We've really sacrificed our own mental well-being for this, Jamie. Pulling our hair out. It's been... <laughs> <clears throat> Before we get too deep into the show, we'd love to just shout out the uh, beautiful heroes. I like to call them the heroes of the Jar Media podcast. The heroes of the show, the patrons. They're here for us when Alex isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is becoming more and more frequent. They make the audio um, version of the show possible on uh, iTunes and Spotify. And, and they help us make extra videos. Yeah, and in return... We we give you you patrons a, a lovely early video every now and Which again. Which they have when recently received of our absolutely incredible review of the Eternals. Yeah. Which will be coming on YouTube soon, so get ready for that. It's yeah, keep your eyes and ears open. It's, it's completely unexpected. You do not expect the chaos that is being brought through that you, review. You wouldn't expect us to talk about something we've been talking about for years yeah. at this point. But anyway, go, let's go back to what's important. Alex has fucking ruined us. Absolutely ruined us. No, I started today, you know, because I know Alex is just, he's, he's fleed. He's just gone away to a different country. We don't even know if he's going to come back. He went on Tuesday and he's not talked to us since. Mm-hmm. He's just completely gone. So, you know, we just, we had to get, we, we had to make do. We had to get an episode out. So we came to Alex's house. You had a spare key. So we got I in. said I had a spare key. I actually smashed his kitchen window, climbed in, and unlocked the door for you. Yep. 
And then we, we've just been trying to get this to work today. Alex has been of no help. He's just f- gone living up like the bougie rich man he is. Mm. You know, I came across a term recently. Yep. Computer <clears throat> literate. Right. Yeah. Literate. Literate with, with computers. Yeah. Like uh, an employer may say this when. You're at a job uh, interview. Are or, you computer or, yeah, literate? Or like, yeah, exactly. And this this event today has made me realise, man, I'm really not. I don't think these are normal expectations for someone to have. No, but, but like any anything that is beyond like Microsoft Word, maybe Google Docs. I'm in deep water and I'm struggling to swim at that point. The current you only is think, me you up. only think you know Windows Word. Surely it'd be the whole Microsoft like <coughs> Office like suite. You know Excel, PowerPoint. PowerPoint. No way. You definitely know PowerPoint because I've seen your PowerPoints. I know they're good. <laughs> You have seen a lot of my powerpoints, to be fair. I have, like I've, I, I can use anything because I spent so long using these like really niche, you know, computer systems for work mm. and whatnot. I, I can breeze through any program, but as soon as I get an Apple product, yeah, out of work. My, my two weaknesses are Apple, not, not anything with a touchscreen, anything with a mouse or a, God forbid, a trackpad. If you're using a trackpad, like a laptop trackpad thing in day-to-day life, you can do so much better for yourself. Please, please seek the help that you deserve. Buy a mouse. It's not even like it's an expensive ordeal. It's just like a plug-and-play. Poundland probably do mouse. Yeah, get a Poundland mouse. Genuinely. Save, it, save your life. Yeah. It's like you won't be waking up feeling, I've got to use my laptop again today. You'll be like, yeah. Oh, I've got to scroll through Netflix using this. Oh, I need to look for new socks to buy on ASOS.com using this. And so, then once you've got your mouse, you can just breeze yeah, through your it fingers. All. Just start scrolling. You just you're done. Your life, your fi- your efficiency, your productivity is going through the roof. Mm. You're becoming mm. the person you always wanted to be. Yeah, the person that was deep inside you all along, the person that you always have been. trapped, trapped in this Apple trackpad prison. Yeah, Apple, even uh, a Google Chromebook trackpad. Even a Alienware trackpad. See, I kind of trust the Alienware trackpad. No, no, if it's a trackpad, I don't trust it. Call me prejudice, sorry. Do you know what's better than a trackpad? Then those old little nibs. You sat in the middle of the keyboard back in the day, like mid two thousands. The little God. nibs. I prefer them to the trackpads. The little nibs. Yeah, because you just kind of like nib it a little bit, and you know exactly what I'm on about. The little nipples, the textured nipple in the middle of the keyboard. Tell me more. I don't know how else I can describe the nipple. So you're saying the nibs are better than the trackpad? Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. And much like the nipple, it was lost to time through technology progression, much like the trackpad will eventually. Are you saying the nipple is going to be lost to time when we progress past the need for physical bodies, thus nourishment of babies through a teat? Yes, the nipple's going, much like the keyboard nipple. The nipple will forever be lost. When we have robotic nipples, 
robotic bodies, the nipples are not going to be saved. Yeah, They're you're... not going to reproduce the nipples. You're right. In a ro- why why would like a constructed human need a nipple? Exactly. They're just uncomfortable. Yeah. They There's no actual benefit to the nipple outside of just well. bot babies. Am I speaking <clears throat> lies here? Well, it depends because if 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 humans were to be just constructed from the get-go, right? Then surely like cock pussy gone as well. No, cuz that's a pleasure thing. So even when we're robots, Yeah, but nipples still play have... into the pleasure. Yeah, but the nipple the crocodile clips battery clamps <laughs> yeah well no but it's like i know the nipple is sensitive but the cock and the pussy is more pleasurable no but i think if you got if you got cock and or pussy you might as well have nips as well so it was, i'm thinking robot future none of it that's what's my the opinion point, then? what's the point of what living yeah what what's <laughs> What's what's the the like the the sensation you'll get as a robot then? Because as humans, we Learning. get our, sen- sen- our sensuality is through busting a fat nut. Mm. So <laughs> learning is not going to replace that. No, but when when we're robot people, we can just program the same feeling to come from being like, oh, I just learned about a new philosophy. She was saying, we, but we when when you dive down the communist rabbit hole. And you learn the new f- the philosophy behind it. Yeah, you're gonna have when you like reach the end of the the <laughs> communist the manifesto. Communist manifesto, you just bust. <laughs> See, I think that would be quite good because it, it would incentivize. Incentivize. Yeah, you become addicted to chasing this learning high. You become educated. Yeah, you become wildly educated, and you you can't stop being educated. And then you plug into the mainframe and everyone's just fucking... It's like a, a learning orgy. Like, people are just learning things from one another and learning independently. It would, chasing that It nut. would be a way to, to further evolve humanity, right? Because the problem with humanity is humanity doesn't learn from its mistakes, right? We, we just mm. constantly make the same mistakes every 500 yeah. odd years. And come up with new ones. Exactly. So if, we, if everyone's so educated... Then everyone's going to learn from the mistakes. So we will stop making mistakes and we can only progress to yeah. a level of evolution that was is actually physically impossible. No race will be able to hit, get that level of pro- evolution like we have. Like At that point, we might as well just be the Weepers. Because we're that, clearly that evolved. And like yeah, that's the end game. So why don't we do it? Because we can't make robot people yet. So when we make robot people, we need to make it so that education is pleasure. And then we fix everything. Everything. Every problem you can imagine we fixed. Well, yeah, because what what is the motivation behind war? It's like power. It's like politics. Yeah, and, and what's the motivation behind that? Why Why do people want power? So they can feel good about themselves. Pleasure. There you go. They want something. They want to have control over something or someone. And they get pleasure from that. Mm. So if we get pleasure from the books, there's no war. Exactly. There's no internal conflict. There's no left or white. It's all education. 
It's all orgasms. Yeah. No, I... Okay, would this solve the world's problems? Every okay. every one person gets a duplicate of themselves. How would that solve it? What, what's your thinking <clears throat> behind this? Because that's quite a broad thing to say. That's quite... That's a that's a, a big statement, bro, and I think you need to explain that. Yeah, well, I, d I don't know if I want to go into too much detail about where my brain just went. <laughs> oh, bro, this is the perfect show for you to go into... No, okay, detail. you know what RuPaul says? You know what Ru RuPaul says, right? Absolutely no idea what RuPaul says. RuPaul says, uh, you, you, you can't be loved yourself until you love yourself. You, you can't yes. be loved. Nobody's going to love you unless you, you love yourself. Yeah. 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 Right. So good, everyone good gets advice. a duplicate. So they love their duplicate. Yeah. And then by loving their duplicate, they're going to be loved by their duplicate. Thus everyone else. You, so I mean, the duplicate is an exact duplicate. It has all your exact thoughts, feelings, opinions, and goes with you everywhere. So just a doppelganger, but quite literally you. And yeah, it's with you. you just talk at the same time. I don't think... I know, I think that would make people more unhappy of themselves. Because then they'd actually be interacting with themselves. They would mm. notice their own flaws more. Because we have, we notice our own flaws like when we're in the mirror, or we're, you know, we feel a, the way a certain way about ourselves. But when you look at yourself in the mirror, it's not the real you. Well, it's you. No, it's not. It's a reflected image. That's why you like when you look at a photo, it can be like, oh, we we tend to prefer our re our reverse image than how people actually see us. I've never thought of it like that, but I completely disagree. Because when I see myself in the mirror, I. I, I have like the opposite if I see myself in a photo I feel more like oh I like that person but if I see myself in a mirror I'm more like don't like that part and that part and that part hmm so that might might just be me but at the same time it's like there's been times where I look, I look like a completely different person in photos because of angle <laughs> yeah everyone gets that Where were we? <laughs> Bro, I don't know. Did you know how, the ha what has been on my mind, though? What's been on your mind? It's, it's, it's the way that when there's different members of the cast on, episodes tend to have a completely different, like, structure, and the subjects are very different. And I, I'm starting to believe they actually represent ourselves in a way that nothing else can. Because if you look at the episodes with, with Alex by himself, the episodes of Me and You... The episodes of you and Alex, there's there's a you, you start to form a spectrum, okay? Yeah. So on on the far right, the absolute far right. <laughs> Tread carefully here, James. On one end of the spectrum, <laughs> you have Alex. And the only way to describe Alex by himself and the influence he has on the Jar cast is a dictatorship. That might sound... I might be putting things out here now. But how much has he pushed the narrative that I'm Pisidic onto the Jarlings? He's forcing the Jarlings to obey his ideology that I'm Pisidic, you know? If that's... Are you, are you here saying that you're not? I'm not Pisidic, no. no Alex is Pisidic. So by forcing that narrative down the Jarlings... Into the Jarlings' mind... He's trying to group think them into thinking a certain way. If that's not a dictatorship, 
I don't know what is. No, you see, the more conniving thing about Alex's strategy is that it's not a dictatorship. It's more cult leadership. Is that not on that same... Does that not take... No, because I, th- I think a dictator says, you do this my way or there are consequences mm. that, like, things are bad are going to go, you know? Like... Yeah, yeah. Like You're going to disappear into... Russia and stuff. Yeah. But Alex isn't like that. Alex is more Rajneeshpuram. <laughs> I kind of see where you're coming from, though. Do you see what I'm saying? Drink the Kool-Aid sort of stuff. To a certain extent. And then when you have, like, you and Alex, I think you, you're like the moderator. You're the moderator between me and Alex. You are, when you're, when it's you and Alex, you bring his cult mentality and his cult influence down a notch into the middle. Hmm. You, 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 you bring sense to the cast in a way that is really exemplified through the, a cast now and the cast of Alex. And I find right. that really interesting. I see what you mean by a spectrum now. I'm really starting to, like, visualise this. Then then you visualise so, it. Then you've got... Because obviously with the cars, it's, there's, like, the, the realistic ones that will happen. Like, one now where it's me and you because Alex is away. Then there's when I'm ill. And there's been ones with just Alex. So then you got that. And then with us, it's like... <clears throat> it can go either way. It's on the other end. It's like we're, we're sinking into chaos. But yeah. You can keep it within... The bounds of organization. So are you saying Alex Alex represents absolute non-chaos, true conformity and normality? Yes. And you represent pure chaos and entropy. Yes. On the other end of the spectrum. And I sit directly in between. Yes, you bridge you bridge me and Alex together so that we can function as a group. I think that's that's a a, a kind of awesome observation you've made, considering I always sit in between you two as well. Exactly. And it's like some when it's me and you like the last episode we did it's just like it was teetering on chaos a bit as has the yeah. start of this episode yeah definitely so if we remove you from the equation what episode are we getting if it was just me but then what does it mean if i'm by myself i think you by yourself because it's that's one of the the situations of the jar trio that will never happen because there'll never be a situation where alex is when i'm like away or ill that's so. That's that's two plates that are just that are never going to line up. It'll have to be a big coincidence too. Do you think there will be one with just you? This is the thing. I don't think you and Alex would let it happen. Why? It sounds like you wouldn't let me to have one of my own. No, you could, but I just. There's never going to be a situation where I'm not going to be able to go on the cast, because you know, I'm always I'm always about, and I'm always willing to do the cast, unless I'm like in another country on holiday. But then why would I be? Because normally we would be on holiday, you know? Hmm. So it's like the, the, the chance of you actually being by yourself is really low. And the right. chance of me being by myself was super low. But I think if the if there was the opportunity for me to do a cast by myself, I think you and Alex would take the stance that it can't happen because of the chaos. I'd be totally fine with you recording one. Because we c- you can record it and then someone else sort of goes through it and... <laughs> sees what happens before I'm, releasing it to I'm public. I'm 100% certain I could make the single worst episode ever by myself. I can just go off the rails. Because you know, like when I get my hyperactive, like when I get hyperactive and I get wired, 
I go, yeah. I go off the fucking rails. Like every, think of all the episodes recently where they have been unbelievably chaotic. I I cause it every time. Like I just come out with something. Yeah. So if you remove yeah. the sensibility and it's just that, we're talking Alex Jones levels of just complete collapse <laughs> and complete chaos. <laughs> and that, that's why I don't think it can happen. You've always had this this spark within you where. You you go into a mode where any filter, because this is what normally happens when people like drink a lot, mm. like the filter just goes and it becomes and everything comes out and mm. like, and that just happens to you sometimes. Yeah, no, where it's it, like I will you will just do something, and there will be no thought, and it used to come out in the form of physical assault <laughs> upon me. <laughs> no, it, it still does come out. It's like there's this. I think this is there's like a lot more to talk about this, which will be done much later because it's more serious. But it's like there's times when, like, when Alex had COVID and it was just like we turned up in the garden, it was just like streets <laughs> fucking loving them, got yeah. them stuck on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Like, no fault at all. Like, compulsivity to the like max. Like, how yeah. I almost and I it's, set it's, my hair on fire. I have to admit, it's, it's refreshing as fuck a lot of the time. Mm. Apart from when you used to take your hat that was like. You, like this one, my cap. Um, you would take your cap off and smack me on the head with it. But caps have this really hard bit. They in do, the center. and they hurt. And to be smacked on the head by one of them, fuck me. <laughs> but I don't do that anymore. It doesn't come out. No, that no. Way. It never comes out the way. It's always me doing something silly to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it comes out. It's like I don't have control over that. It's like one of the weird like hyperactivity states I'm in. And it's just like when the cast gets completely influenced by that, it makes some of the most memorable episodes. Yeah. Sometimes it's so chaotic, like the curry episode where it's, it's shit. That wasn't your fault. I'm, I would never blame you for the curry episode. I think, though, that was... My hyperactivity influenced us all into that state. Because if it was just me I, hyperactive, I think we would have got through it. But it was also hunger. They, it, it was. It was like... You know how you have, like, hunger? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but with hyperactivity. I, I didn't believe hunger was a real thing until recently. Mm-hmm. No, I do. You just lose, start to lose your patience slowly with things. Yeah. Like today was a good example because I I I finished work early and because Alex isn't here, I just decided I can just come here and just chill for a bit. Because mm. that makes sense because you'll come here then and it's good. Yeah. And then you ordered food. Yeah. And then I was sitting around, we were sitting around for quite a bit and it's just like I was starving when you ordered it. And then when it was here, it was just like the the, the hanger turned to hyperactivity. Yeah, which which ultimately results in extra hunger. Yeah. Because you're burning even more calories and then you're yeah. becoming even hungrier. And then just it goes off and that's how we spent like an hour trying to sort the, the episode out because it was just everything was not right. Yeah, well, more than an hour. Many an hour. Many an hour, yeah. Well, arguably a day. We lost a day. Yeah, pretty much. Like my whole weekend is ruined because of this, you know. Oh yeah, everything, everything, and is probably, probably next week as well. Every, every single little plan I had, every detail of the week I had scheduled has all been pushed hours forward. Some into the next day, some into the next week. This has potentially set my life tumbling down a hill that has no bottom. Yeah, no, I completely see that. I think that's that's it's the same with me, you know. I had so much yeah. planned today, and then this this computer issue just set set us all back, and it was yeah. So I believe you tried it. Thanks, that Alex. Yeah, thanks, Alex. 
Any more thoughts, ideas, or opinions? <clears throat> I don't know. I have been thinking about this today. Because normally when it's the three of us, you know, Alex has some things that he's he's already planned. Mm. He wants to say about, you know, movies and whatnot. I have been thinking today, and it's, it's a weird thing where... Because of Alex, actually. Because Alex is obviously away. It's on my mind. And we talked about this briefly yesterday or the day before. Where it's on my mind, like, what do you consider there's an age where it, like, life has to settle in? And that the things you have to start to do, like settle down, buy a house, move to different places. Do you think there's an age where that kind of has to happen, almost? Because I know it's like, when we're young, and as a group, you never think of these things. You know, you, you, go, you go through school, you go to uni. Mm. And that's the thing, but... And there is a point, there's always a point where you kind of all settle down. Do you think there's a certain age for that to happen? No. Do you think it's just completely free flow? And it's <clears> just <throat> dependent on your situation? I think it's dependent on the individual. Most things that everyone wants in life is pretty much put onto you from everyone else. Pressures, yeah. like... Wanting a house by a certain age, wanting to be married by a certain age, wanting kids by a certain age. And those stuff. those things are like um, influenced through society, society and the generation. Yeah, society it? and also your family. It, it really depends on what your family did. I feel like that has the biggest influence on like what age people think they, they want to a kid at or mm. want to get married at and stuff. It's like what's normal to me. Yeah, I say it because it's like it's it's on my mind, you know. You know, I'm turning 25 next month, and the 25 is like, you know, I'm getting on. I mean, I'm actually going into adulthood, and I I say that because there's a over the last like few months, I've seen a massive change in myself personally in terms of how I'm trying to deal with independence. Because like throughout my life, I've always basically been quite independent away from my parents. So even when I was like six, seven, it's just like I was left alone a lot. Mm. So I was always independent. But it's like within the last few months, I'm trying to really take that to the next level. And I'm starting to do things more by myself that I enjoy, which I'm doing tomorrow, you know, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's a huge step in confidence to start doing those things. And, you know, I've been buying cars and shit. And I've not talked to anyone about it. I've just been like, I want this. So I'm going to organize it and do it. I'm doing all these things I never used to do by myself. I always yeah. have like a figure there to guide me. And I, I've kind of evolved where I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, I think it. a lot of the time it sort of takes that one step. Mm. It, you've got to do that one thing where normally you'd ask for some sort of support from someone. Mm. And even if you take that step and it doesn't work out in whatever way, the fact that you did it and then maybe it didn't go right mm. and you're still fine at the end of it, it's, it's like a lesson. You, yeah. There's 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 no like big consequences in fucking up. No. And if you fuck up on something you've decided it's, to do, you've learned you've only yeah, it's, learned. It's a lesson. Yeah. So you, you shouldn't shy away from lessons. No, not at all. And I say this just because it's like, you know, I am thinking about house and that's what I say for because it's like that's the you know, with the world the way it is and how the future's gonna be in money. It's like, you know, getting a house is like a, it's, it's, it's a solid foundation for just doing things and it's mm. really important. And it's something I've always been saving for, but obviously it's not been the case recently because I've just decided to live more. You know, buying cars and doing all this sh silly shit. Mm. 
but it's still on the back of my mind that I should be getting a house within the next two <coughs> years or whatnot. And it's a, it's, a, it's a pressure that I don't like, but it's a pressure that I'm only responsible for. And I know it's not healthy. I, uh, I, I don't think it is your responsibility. The amount of people that will move out and put themselves in financial like harder harder times uncertainty, not like the, please uncertainty yeah not like they're going broke or anything but like just renting a place and then living month to month locking yourself yeah. into this career or whatever that you're in because like if you step out of it then it could mean losing your apartment and having to crawl back to your parents or whatever <clears throat> so that that pressure like it's it's totally reasonable mm. but also wanting that independence to be a way to leave the nest, as it were. Yeah, which is what exactly what it is. It's just starting your own life. Yeah, it's it. I think that's why uni is so important, and both you and I missed that. Yeah, but through I think, totally separate reasons. I think. Yeah, I I just I wasn't the education type, and I'm not. So going to uni was just like unideal. Yeah, I would have left the nest, but then it's like, what do I do when I come back? You know, what's the job certainty like? And I'm just not an education yeah, yeah. type, so I, I went the the, man, the manual labour. I went through jobs, and obviously that's <clears> that's gone a different way, and that's something I'm going to talk about later. But I'm I'm like in the process of a big career change, and it, it, it ties into this like the message that I'd, it's like you don't I don't want to tell people that they should have their life together when they're this age. This age, I don't think there's any age you should just have your life together. I th I think. That whole concept is kind of archaic, yeah, it's, and especially it's the way things are going now, where it, it's not like in the like seventy years ago, where you start working at like sixteen, and whatever you happen to be doing at that point is what you stick to. Yeah, and that's not a case. Like I've 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 gone through so many different levels of types of career, and now I'm like going to like a really uh, like intensive engineering role. I'm build, I would be building basically robots and it's like I've never done anything prior would fit me there but it's like I've just I've gone completely out of my comfort zone just to fucking do it and just to apply yeah, it Yeah and I, I think position. it suits you way better than anything you've ever done before Yeah and it, it was like a huge fucking deal to me and it's like I've got I've got a trial week next week and it's you know I and it's like I was doing this the same time I was doing all these other big steps it was just like I was just completely changing my fucking life basically over a week Yeah stuff stuff tends to sort of snowball like that though. Yeah and it's just once you start doing it, once you take those steps, you can start wanting. And then you start to do more things that yeah, you actually yeah. like and shit. But it's just like, yeah, nobody should have their life sorted by this time. No, and I think if if you've been doing something for years that you don't, like, love or... Or enjoy. Or, or enjoy. Yeah, there's that you absolutely can do it. Well, yeah, you should seek something else, even if it does lead you to like worse monetary income for a period of time which which I, was the situation with me because you know I yeah, you, yeah. You, like I didn't talk to my parents about this I talked to you guys about it because you're, you're my mates and you were, you were the you know, same age you know and it was like the, the prospect was I was going to drop a huge wage but I'd be an apprentice, apprentice so I'd get education mm -hmm. and then it's through the interview and the trial and whatnot where they were like oh you're not apprenticeship level but that's just that just happened to be like the luck and the experience yeah, yeah. I have it's like you can always take a step back because if you're taking a step back to take four forward you gain there's no loss yeah yeah there's a line in um in the office that is quite apt mm. which is um 
I don't want to be at the top of a ladder I never wanted to climb. I'd prefer to be at the bottom of a ladder you I want, want to, to climb. climb. Yeah, exactly, and that's it. So it's like even if people are going to uni now and you're you're not 100% happy of it, you can just leave and you can just yeah. spend some time just trying to... It's like, you know, we've. I think I've briefly said like stuff like this before, but it's like you don't know what you want to do at 16. You don't know what you're going to do at 17. I'm 25 and I've not really known what I want to do until right now. Yeah, I'm that it just completely happens. But and no, and nobody should beat themselves, beat themselves up over that. No. no. And I just wanted to bring that up because it's just like an interesting thing that's been on my mind. Because I know it's like with Alex being older than us as well, where he's like at a different stage of that almost, because he does have a house, and it's like, what, what, what's he gonna do? You know, what are we gonna do? You know, so it's just like a thing on my mind. Yeah, it's, I, it's just an interesting to think uh, thing to think about. This this sort of plays into the old "live like a dog" quote, though. Yeah, it because does. Because you you don't. I mean, it it obviously is good to prepare for the future and stuff, but just don't obsess over it. No, and that's the thing. Like, I I'm the one who said this quote in my like mental health like advice thing is you need to live like a dog, but it's only recent. Like I you've known me for. Last few years, I have been obsessing over the future and this house. Mm. And it's only recently, the last month, where I've just been like, no, I'm going to enjoy living now. Mm. And that's taken me how many years to actually implement into my own life? Yeah. Really because th- that is the thing of it. Like, it, if you're constantly thinking about the next goal, then you're once, not, you, you're once not you've in- reached that goal, you're then thinking about the next goal. Yeah, precisely. And then you're not... Enjoying all the that, time. All that time in between. You're not enjoying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what What was it for? So then I can be old with a good pension. And it's so like, what quality... time what, is being old? What, what quality of life is that? Yeah. Unless, unless I'm not like, a fucking life coach. Like, nobody's perfect. And the things you say and the things you want to implement do take time. And no, you should never beat yourself up over that. Always you're perfect. Be, uh, you're perfect too, boy. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's just something I've had in my mind. I've been really just thinking about it. Along with the, the absolute chaos that is the Jarcast. Well, I, I, I think it's good you vocalise it. Yeah, I know. Do you find the Jarcast quite therapeutic? Well, yeah, because I... To I've, just open up? I, I, oh yeah, and I'm going to in the future again. You know, as as you know, that I'm going to mm. make another follow-up to the mental health video. I've said about it on Twitter and I spoke about it on Reddit. I'm going to make a follow-up to the mental health video because I... I did the original video because it was just like I needed to talk about this. So mm. I've always found like talking on an episode on on a on a video like this is always helpful because you're vocalizing things in a way that you wouldn't usually if you're not talking to people. Mm. Do you sure. find it specifically more useful to talk about it in a video, like therapeutically wise? Do you find it more helpful to express it in a video than just to talk about it to other people? That's a weird one. Because I have this weird perception how I actually communicate points. Mm. And I find like, how we're talking now, I find myself to be explaining things better and to be elaborating on points and being able to make things more clear. And the the the, the, the like the opposite example to this is last week when I was talking about Apocalypse Now. And I know if some Jarlings were like, James's point argument is bad or they're pointing out some things. And it's just because in the situation where it was all three of us and it wasn't planned, Mm. It was difficult to talk about. Because when, you know, Alex talks about movies, right? It's his whole thing. Yeah. So me not being one of, like, someone who can talk about movies, trying to ex- talk about movies is, like, difficult. Yeah, it, it 
It's like being put on the spot or when you have to do like a yeah. presentation back when we are at school and shit. Even though you've got it all there in your head. It's just getting out. In, in the moment, it can be like you, you Extru- trip over yeah. all your Yourself. thoughts. Yeah. So when when we're talking like this, just me and you, and how it is with like me and Alex, when we, do the man, we did the mental video, I just find it, I talk clearer mm. and more precise and... So I like doing it that way because sometimes when it's when not when we're off video, I kind of trip over my my thoughts because it's not as clear. I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to vocalize it in a way that everyone will understand. I'm trying to do it in a way that you will understand. Right. So that's why I found, I've always found it useful to talk about things on jar, and I know that is like a, a privilege to an almost extent because yep. it's a really a good opportunity, and that's why I try to do good with it. You know. Yeah, and it's nice to know a lot of people have. Um, talked about how it's like helped them personally, and yeah, and it's so like you can be you when we did the first mental video. So you weren't you were away, you were in America. Mm. But it's like, would you want to be on the the new mental video? Yeah, Cause I, don't, like, I don't know if it would suit three people. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, how would I? Because I because like I <clears> it when, works almost as like an interview type thing if it's sort of led by yeah. one person and it is about your experience I wouldn't mm. want to be sort of butting in and but it's like the main thing it's like I know I'm going to do a video on it but the main reason I want to do it is for you and Alex because mm. by me vocalising like what's going on and what how it, the, the years have been it's just like it's to help you it's to help us as friends not mm. not not. it's basically I'm doing it as a video because it's like a good follow up and I think that's a really good thing to do but my main reason I want to do it is just to help us so that right. you you know me what's going on with me and then you can help and then that that's why I want yeah, to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we wanted to do this video like months ago, but then we all got fucking ill. Yeah, I so mean there's knocked, so much we've wanted to do. It knocks so much out and I was like finally getting to a level where it's just like I might be able to start talking about this because it's been such a long fucking journey to try and talk about it. Mm. And now it's like since getting ill and I've actually had more time, it's like I'm getting better. Like I'm confident in being able to talk about the misery that that video will probably be. And that's good. It's actually given me... I'm more confident about it now because I've got ill. But it's like a pain because I... I wanted to get it done because it's just like it's out out of the fucking way. Yeah. So yeah, that's in the future. (laughs) That's going to be a fucking ride. Happy, cheer, cheer, fun, fun. Fun fucking serious mental health videos. We love them. But yeah, other than that... Other than that, you're fine and dandy and everything's yeah. juicy. No, I'll do what I say all the time. It's just like living the dream. Mm-hmm. Say that mm-hmm. to everyone. If going to work, it's just like, yeah, oh, James, yeah. oh, you and I'll be like, living the dream. And my, my boss has walked up to me and say, she says, I kind of, I don't understand what you mean by that anymore. So I'll walk in one day and I'll be like really happy and be like, living the dream. Next day I'll be like, living the dream. <laughs> so she yeah, doesn't understand does it... which, which... This, this pisses me one. off with... Um, all surface level interactions. Hi, you're right. You don't. Then they don't really actually care if you are right or not. No, the the, the most common rep- reply to "You all right?" is "You right." We just we just ask each other if if we're all right, and then just move on. <laughs> no, I've noticed it because I remember seeing this TikTok. And it's just like uh, someone like in America coming here and then we get the, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like the English person's already fucking gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just fuck off the moment. Like, I yeah. don't still the time. It, it, it really bugs me. I I wish we could just, as as a collective, agree to not communicate 
if if <laughs> if our communicate communication is going to be that surface level and vapid and totally pointless and all it is is like a facade of caring it's like implying that that you're interested in their well-being and what's going on with them when you're clearly not when you it's absolutely so do not it's it serves no purpose neither of you want to talk about anything yeah or hear what the other person has to say so if in these scenarios just say nothing say living the dream no say nothing because that's that that's part yeah, of but the then facade you're going to look wooed no but that's what i'm saying as a collective we need to agree that it's not rude to just not <laughs> because when i when someone says to me are you all right well, not are you all right? You all right? In that way, you yeah. right, mate? I know they don't care. Yeah, so I could say you... no. Things are terrible, <laughs> and they're just gonna—it's gonna be awkward. You're and creating something that's extremely yeah. Awkward. Then, then they really don't want anything to do with it. They want even less to do with it exactly. now that they know that I'm not all right. So why would so they ask? Why the fuck? If if anything, them asking, "Am I all right?" with me having to say. Yeah, everything's fine, even though everything might depressed. not be fine. It makes shit worse. <laughs> it's straight How up the dull. fuck is that rude? <laughs> How the fuck is it rude if I don't want to engage with that bullshit? It's not. No, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think it's rude at all. And it's like, the, I, I get asked this question at work. But it's like, I know the people at my work. And mm. like, I, I, if my colleague... Yeah, no, that is different. Yeah. Obviously. Like, if my colleague asks if I'm right, and I'm like, yeah, just a bit tired, a bit down, she's just like, she's just good about it. And she's just like, yeah, come cheer up. But I'm the same yeah. for her, and it's yeah, like, that's because yeah. I have a good working relationship. But then there's other people in my office who do ask me, you are, and I'm just like, living the dream. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't elaborate further because I don't have that relationship. Yeah. And it's easy. And, you know, it's fucking, I just go get my coffee and then fuck off about yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. desk, you know. But I'm thinking, like, even less important interactions than that mm. like people you're not seeing again like oh yeah don't, i won't talk just don't but you won't interact at all like no, let's I say you're interact. driving somewhere and you pop into like a little yeah and the the cashier says you right because no because it's like in britain the you or buy is nothing more than like a hi it's just a hey that's basically what it is. Yeah. It's just our hey. Yeah. It's our Yeah, hi. and I think we need to change that as a collective. As the United Kingdom states of America, we need to change this. Yeah, we should just do... Hi. Hey. Yo. Easy, boom. No obligation to say anything back. Yeah, well, no, because then all you need to say back is... Yo. Yo. Yes, I do. Hi. Hello. You know, but it, it's easy. There's also the thing with you're right. You're the, the, the correct response is yeah, you or yeah, you're right. But it's nice, you're right. Well, yeah, it's, it's the same that's thing. The, that's the thing, it like cuts it in half because asking if someone's all right has to be responded with the same question. Yeah, those are the rules. But the implication is that you answer the question, then ask them the question. No, you cut out the middle one. So you cut out the answer and just replace it with the question. So you're both asking the question. But the fact that you don't get an answer implies that the answer to the question is yes. 
What's I, the point of the question? I kind of understand why it's just like anyone who grew up in like a you know they didn't speak in a nice country in a nice country. It's like they 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 get confused at the way it is. It's like why the fuck do we actually do this? Why do we do it, Jamie? I don't know. We we do it to ourselves, and we all fucking hate it. <laughs> it's like we're that fucking miserable. Is it? Yeah, country. I think I I do think the English people are at the the top of the spectrum for the most miserable. <laughs> no, that's probably the most self hating. The self hating, yes, straight up. Because all the, all the countries that generally have a worse quality of life, they're quite positive, you know. Because you know they're they're accepting what they got and they're being positive to mm. try and get better. England people, English people, British people, whatever. It's just like we fucking hate ourselves and we hate each other. Yeah, no, we hate everyone else so much, and we're surrounded by people we hate that we end up hating ourselves because we're a part of them. Yeah, and I completely get that, and I'm the same. Yeah, everyone is in England. That's just how it is. It's just a fucking miserable place to live. Don't come here. It is. Yeah, never come here. And if you're here, get away. Get away as fast as you fucking Try, can. Go. 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 I, I think... I think we should go to these messages. You know where we should go? Where? These nuts. Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second half of the show, where... We head over to Reddit. We head over to the fabulous Jarmedia Reddit, and we uh answer a few for the boys. We uh we answer a few sick questions for the boys. I'll just say I'm gonna completely interrupt this section. Yeah. We've always had issues of lighting. We've had no lights on the first half of the show, and it looks doesn't look bad. I didn't. Well. They're it, on now. Well, I, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I could see your slimy skin in the first half, so... Well, that's a good thing, then, now that I've changed it. Why do I have such slimy skin? <laughs> I don't know what's... It must have been that Domino's. Mm. God, that's fast. Yeah. You, you eat one Domino's pizza and the oil just comes straight out of your yeah, face. Yeah, like, look, it's like... It's bad. You're dry as a bone. I know, I, that's what I mean when I say I look like a fucking New Vegas school. It's like... <laughs> It's fucking coming out, baby. So yeah, this is the part of the show where we head over to the John Media Reddit and we just answer a few questions. So we're gonna actually get this started off with a little, a nice little game that was a surprise released a few days ago, and this comes through a comment by Red Nut, which Red is. Nut. Have you tried the Halo Infinite multiplayer multiplayer that was surprise released recently? I was unsure of whether it would be good or not, and I'm happy to say that it's surprisingly good in my opinion. I'm not 100% happy, especially with the things that like there not being any executions at launch, but I find the base game very enjoyable, especially for a free product. You have actually played um, the Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer yeah. launch. And you have not. I have not, but I have seen... Um, enough about it to have somewhat of an opinion, and I've like played the the tech tests a few like months ago. Yeah, so I, I do play it in it. Like I don't think this is a launch. This is like a beta. Yeah, what I understand. This that's that's what I believe it to be as well. And if it isn't, then I'm gonna be quite dissatisfied. 
because I get the feeling that this is uh, like intelligent strategic play for the market, and that because there's so much there's so much instability around Halo, and will it be good at launch? Will these things be fixed? You know, how how is it going to evolve from mm. the E3 footage? I think Microsoft have made the decision to throw the multiplayer out there much earlier, so then people will play it. And then they'll get faith in the, the the actual release, even though this is the release. You know, it's like to, yeah, it, it's so that the the reviews are not going to be awful. You know, yeah, they're but going to the, gain confidence in the product long yeah, before it, it comes out. It's a weird, quite intelligent play because yeah. they're they're saying just play it. You know, like which, just, is confidence, this is which is which confidence, which is confidence. It, it shows they know. The core gameplay they have is pretty strong. Yeah. And the, there, there is definitely quality here. Mm. So that that's quite the play. But if if we reach the release date and all the maps are the same, all the game modes are the same, that's going to be a bit of a gut punch. Yeah. And I think that's why I said it's a beta because it is lacking a bit of content from what I've heard. Yeah, definitely. Like and maps, variety and whatnot. Yeah. But at the same time, they're probably doing this because they can get revenue from the Battle Pass. Yeah, which they are. Which um, And the store. Um, which is terrible. It's terrible. The, it's not good The Battle all. Pass is probably the worst I've seen. And... Because of the way it works with battle passes not running out, you can't buy one battle pass and use the currency to get the other. Like to get Apex, the next, where you you, yeah. you buy one season, then you've basically got an infinite amount of seasons as long as you play it. Yeah. So that that ten that seven pound of battle pass is basically getting you seventy con- pounds worth of content, basically. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you play. Play it. Which is not difficult to do in a game like Apex. Not in Apex, no. Which is another terrible aspect of the Halo Battle Pass. It, it's really, really slow and arduous because there's there's no inherent XP. Yeah. It's all it's these all challenges. Challenge based. Which is not, not good at all. It's terrible. It's mm. straight up awful. And they've said they're going to release a progression system separate to the Battle Pass at the release of the actual game. Which is good to hear, but... What sort of stuff is going to be tied to that? Because I'm so tired in in these games of like seeing some some Spartan to use Halo as an example, who's like bright white and gold, you know, really flamboyant shit. And it's like, oh, he just dropped ten quid for that. Yeah. Are they are they going to put meaningful stuff in the battle pass or the progression? Because yeah. it's like the days of old in Call of Duty and Halo. It was like you get all these cool things through playing the game, through doing challenges, through doing really specific things where you got rewards. The vidmasters, mm-hmm. ACR headshots. You get these cool rewards. So when yeah. you see them, it's not oh he's dropped money. Oh he's been playing the game a while. Oh he's done this really difficult achievement. But then you can get that. You just got to play the game. And yeah. It's kind of removed yeah, that completely. I, I don't know why, but I was thinking of Modern Warfare 2 recently, where, like, mm. one of the things you could unlock was a GIF. Right? The, the the spinning nuke thing. Yeah. And when you saw it, it was like, oh, shit. Either, either this guy's a dork who, like, boosted for ages, or... He's good. He's, like, sick. It yeah. was like a clout thing, but not just in terms of, oh, he dropped 
a ridiculous amount of money on perks. Yeah, there's no clout in buying, getting a hair luminate perks at all. No. There's no, because there's no, but it's all, all the, luck. All these assholes have them. Because they, they only play these games. And it's just like, I, I miss that, that type of gaming where it was just like, when you saw these things in games, it kind of meant something. Yeah. Like, like it, for example, and I know not everyone's going to understand, it's like, the thing that pings to my mind is like, F2000 full camo on the banner, on your ki- your ki- your clan mm. tag, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be impressed by that. Or the, the gold skull title for mm-hmm. F2000, because they've used that gun for 2,000 kills. Who the fuck has the patience to do that? So I'd have this weird, like, respect for yeah. a player, because they, they, they've been dedicated to their craft. Yeah. So I've, I've got respect, but now like, no game does that. There's no respect. I can't just see a player and be like, I respect you. No, because the thing is, somebody sees something like that and they're like, oh, I want something like that. But they're not willing to put in the grind for it. But, I mean, they they, they might. And then it'll be like, oh, they're putting in the grind. But how does that help put money in, in the pockets, in the pockets of, of the developers? Or the... Of, like, Activision. Mm. And I know that we've talked about the, the, the Halo, the armor in Halo before. Have you seen it in game at all? Any of this wacky armor? Was it just not there at the moment? Um, there are some like I was using uh, color schemes as an example because that's the most common thing I've seen at the moment. Yeah, which um, is ridiculous. Let's just make it this way: colors are ridiculous. Yeah, the fact that it's, it's like a Halo thing. You pick yeah. your colors. That's that's where like, the customization is. That's where like your yeah, and just from the get go, and like emblems. There's there's next to no emblem customization, and like from what I I can gather, a bunch of that is going to be like battle pass skins. It's all stuff that should be in a Halo stuff. game, really. Yeah. I'm yeah, not- it's it, that that stuff is is awful, but it, it's never what I've really played Halo, Halo for. Yeah, it's not like COD. You played COD for these silly progressive challenges and yeah. this reward yeah. and loadouts. Halo was just you played for the gameplay, which pleasantly, oh. from what I've seen, they've got a really good sandbox going. Yeah, you know where people are f- slingshotting and you know launching warthogs to slingshot to them and then sniping. Yeah, yeah. There's a good sandbox there, and that's what Halos has needed to, to nail. If they didn't yeah. nail it, the game would have failed. And they've actually nailed it. So Yeah, it's the best Halo sandbox since three. Which is saying a lot. It's not It's better than Reach. Yeah, and Reach was still really good. Yeah, I didn't really like the multiplayer of Reach, but I, I the first chance I got, I booted up this multiplayer and I was like giddy. Mm. I played I played my first big team match. And just had fucking fun. Mm. No bullshit, just fun. Yeah, old school fun, like the same as the first time I ever played Halo Three, big team. Yeah, it's like you don't need to take this shit seriously, but then the more time you put in, you start looking at the challenges, and it's like the most bullshit stuff. Mm. It's like use the enemy locator to find two enemies and kill them both. Within 30 seconds or some shit, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, that's shit. That's bol- bollocks. Yeah, and you have to do that stuff to progress through the battle pass, otherwise it's going to be slow as hell. 
Which is a completely terrible system. And uh, I, I can't, I can't remove the battle pass from it. No. And especially when shit that pulls me out of just enjoying the sandbox is in a week's time. This like samurai armor's coming out. How far are they gonna go with this shit? Really far. They already have it at the massive collection. Yeah, exactly. And seeing that shit in Halo Three like breaks my heart. Like that's yeah, I, that's that's my like I would I will probably play her Infinite and I'll play like a few matches when we're all on because it'll be fun. Mm. I'm not touching anything else in that game of barge pole. Yeah, I don't want to at all. It's risky. It is, and it's not definitely not something that should be done. But it's it's good to see Halo that it's got that gameplay. And it's come yeah. back to that, and I just wish that the 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 environment for gaming wasn't the way it was. So yeah. if, it, if that was all gone, it would it could probably be a Halo free competitor, if, yeah. it, if it had a good campaign. Which it may it may do. I'm quite excited for the campaign, but <laughs> I kind of just wish I wish you at least had the option to just pay for the game, just play pay for multiplayer. And, and just have none have, of that Have bullshit. a natural like way of unlocking and progressing mm. through all of this stuff and not have this exclusive ridiculous skin bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, um we're we're hyped. I'm sure if Alex was here he'd be able to Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it we will next when week he, when yeah. he is get some proper hours into the game and stuff. Yeah, I might give it a try and actually see how I think because I've been quite negative about it the whole time. So I should give it a try and see. Um, yeah, I think you should. Okay, so we've got one from Alcoholic Christian. Question for Alex. He's not here. Recently, I've been trying to get into film more, and with James talking about how anti-consumer the streaming industry is, I was wondering how you manage it and what do you do to minimise costs? As I did say last week with the Apocalypse Now discussion... I don't get into any movies because of the industry. I only use Netflix. And if it's not on Netflix, I don't really watch it. That's that's where I, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Unless I'm, I can find dodgy copies on YouTube. I'm similar. But I have the three. Netflix, Amazon, Disney. With that, I tell you to get rid of Disney. Yeah, it's the one I use the least for sure. It's definitely not because it's it's like that if you want to watch Disney movies, it's the only way you can, which is bullshit completely because it's just there. This completely, yeah, monopolization. Yeah, um, Amazon Amazon Prime seems to have quite a good variety actually, and obviously yeah, you get weirdly Prime with it. A, a lot of the like really good movies are on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Netflix has a lot of the like more trashy, schlocky. Shit, the when it's like I don't care about watching it, but I'll watch it. That type yeah. of shit. Yeah, I mean like, we watched one today. Yeah, which <sighs> will which we may go into on a later date. But um, <laughs> no, we should definitely go watch it. Just talk about it now. <laughs> no, I want Alex in for it. <laughs> we should just go off. But um, That's fine. I yeah. would I would personally say the best way to minimize or maximize how doing it is. To look at all the movies you want to watch, find the streaming service that has the majority of them on, and then subscribe to that yeah. one and watch all of those movies, and then jump subscription. Because they're not cheap. It's no. like £30 if you've got multiple a month. That adds up. Mm-hmm. That's like a when you're not 
that's just a stupid amount of money to be coming out of your account every month. So mm-hmm. that's the way I do it personally. Yeah, I think what Alex does because he, he he's big into film and that he's got Apple TV and he'll buy individual films like 4K. So that's not cheap though. Yeah, that that is real. Like, well, I mean, it's it's part of his job literally to yeah. watch and talk about movies. So, so he gets all that tax fuck. <laughs> So I yeah, that's probably not the thing I'd recommend for someone who just no, wants I, no, to I, get into film. I would just do hit hit one service at once and watch all the movies you want to watch. Um, and if there's ones yeah. like Apocalypse Now where it's just like you kind of have to went it everywhere, you just have to you pick the site you want to use and just take the hit on it. Really, yeah. But those movies are worth watching. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Yeah. The annoying thing is, is a lot of movies will just like disappear from services yeah. one day. And then you've, you're stuffed. And then it's finding yeah. dodgy copies online. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you do care enough about films, you can always just taunt them. But we would never do such things. We would never suggest you do that. Yeah, that's immoral and amoral. Yeah, and we're, we're not. We're, we're sensible complete boys who are completely legal within the, the United Kingdom justice system. They ain't getting us. Not yet, anyway. There's a few tax dodgers among us, so, you know, they're just kind of waiting for us. Boobity-boo. Do you pick scabs off your fingers? No, I don't really pick scabs. Really? Yeah, it's just like... You don't eat your scabs? No, it's just like unnecessary. Gross, dude. Um, so we've got one from Delu Dewey. So, Jarmingers, does James hate NASCAR? If yes, then why want to know his reasons for disliking it? If no, then hypothetical. If all of you would participate in a NASCAR race, who would work out first? Can I answer this question? Yeah. You like NASCAR? No. Yes, you fucking do. Yes, you do. Okay, no, explain. No, explain. You've told me you like NASCAR. You like NASCARs? Yeah. Okay, no, the whole NASCAR thing, I like... NASCAR from like 20 odd years ago when it was in its like peak golden age because that's when the cars looked the sickest had some of the, like, the best driver and it was just wacky and it was silly and they crash but nowadays it's just I don't gel with that type of motorsport um, or any motorsport for that matter if it's not drifting I'm not really interested <laughs> but do you like F1? no no F1's interesting because it's, it was stale two years ago but mm. now it's 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 so it's pretty exciting because Lewis Hamilton is like shit. He's been the best for seven plus years. Yeah. He's just been winning championships constantly. Yeah. And now you've got Max Verstappen, who's in an equally fast car and he is fucking going in. And he's fucking leading, he's winning. Ooh. So there's actually like a bit of competition now. It's not yeah, just yeah. it's not just he starts first then he leads the race the whole time and wins. That's not interesting. Mm-hmm. But when you've got someone who's doing that, but then being overtaken, and it's like a competition, it's interesting. Yeah. And there's a lot of young guns coming through the ranks. So, mm-hmm. that, like, you know, new drivers, and that's interesting to see. And I like that. So I've been, I don't watch it, but I keep up to date with the news because it's right. just like, you know, the young guns just won this race, and it's like, yes, get in. Because at the end but- of the day, you, you want to see the younger drivers come up. 
instead of yeah, seeing the Yeah, it's the, the natural best. order of things. It's exactly. The natural order of things. And that, that's the area it's in at the moment, is that those young guns are all coming up and getting into yeah. top top flights. Yeah, a good time period then. Yeah, but so what about NASCAR? Don't watch it. I have tried. Don't watch it now. Do you ever just watch uh, crashes? Yeah. There's a YouTube channel that its whole thing is every week it uploads every crash from every motorsport. So I just watch that. Okay. So, just see so you'll watch that whole video. Yeah. But you can't watch an, a whole NASCAR race. NASCAR How long are NASCAR? long. It does seem a bit boring. Five, not the like most the Daytona five, No, the, like the Indy 500. No, not the Indy. The Daytona 500 is like 500 laps. It's like fucking three hours. Fuck, Jesus. Um, yeah, that's that's long. I can't be fucked to do that. Okay, out of you, me and Alex, who would crash first? See, no, this is... Alex is sneaky. Alex would punt us both off. Do you think so? Yeah. Because he'd just be like, he, you know, do his little bit, a little bit of trolling, and then boop, yeah, and then you go is, fucking flying off. He is a troller. He is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But, I don't know, he's also a bit scared. He is. And this NASCARs are doing like 200 plus. Yeah. Constantly. So they're just fucking, yum, yum. Hmm. I think it would, it would be you. It would be Alex to win, or Alex to knock off first. There's like no yeah, in between. Yeah. If Alex gets a good. Yeah. Start. Either he wipes us out, or he wipes himself out. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he wipes all three of us out in one fell sweep. Yeah. We all start at the back, and we all just get fucked in the first corner. Yeah. Boom. Done. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a sensible question. I think that's a good good answer. Yeah, I think that's that's a correct answer. I think you hit the nail on the head of said nail with a hammer. Boom. Boom. We do have a question here. What are your guys' thoughts on the new film Red Notice starring Luke Hobbs, Deadpool, and Wonder Woman? <laughs> what, what's our opinions? What? What's? What do we think that that this movie exists? Is that the question? No, the question is what do we think about it? Like, having watched it. We haven't watched it. We absolutely have watched it, Jamie. Look, um, as long as these films continue getting made and people keep seeing them, we can only be so lucky as to continue getting them. And that's just the fact. We we get what we want, really. And this is the world giving us what everyone wants, which is this film. We're gonna, we've watched it and we're going to review it later down the line. Get ready, it's like Eternals levels of good. It's actually better than the Eternals. <laughs> yeah, I would say the same. I've got another one here from Blue Lamp 77 Seeing James's interest in war movies, has he seen or is he planning to see Russian-Soviet war movies like Come and See or The Ascent? They're usually available on YouTube for free in HD. Personally, I'm not the biggest war cinema guy, but Come and See is one of my favourite films. Um, I bring this up because um, Alex, I'm pretty sure, has seen Come and See. And he recommended it very highly. I think Alex said it was a very good film. So yeah, I would love to see them. I probably will, um, without a doubt. So, yeah, I just want to mention that briefly. I'm going to say I won't. 
no, probably. I don't. I probably won't. No, I think you're more of a a Ryan Reynolds fan than you are a war movie fan. Mm. So that's no no. I'm surprise. more likely to just chill out and watch something with the rock in it than you know get my mind torn to pieces by the horrors of what humanity commits to one another. Absolutely true, brother. I've never agreed with you more in your life. Um, how much money would it... Okay, so we've got one from Line, just a bunch of lines. Um, how much money would it take to bribe James into living in Texas for the rest of his life? So, so tell me. 15k. Absolutely not. Why? Because houses in in Texas are like three million. No, 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 no. Remember, no, no remember all the, all the idiots are, are moving over to Texas. Yeah, like Austin. Yeah, you don't have to go there. You can go to Buttfuck Desert. Yeah, but where, what can I do in Buttfuck Desert? Drive. No, that's not a good time. No, no, no. Honestly, I probably I would never move to Texas. Of all the not America- for eighteen billion. I'll go eighteen billion and I'll be there. But, like, what oh. does it mean by... Oh, I will use, like, 10 million of that to fake my own death to leave it, but... No, but you can't. Well, no, it's... No, it no, says, the, no, it the says rules the rest of my life. Clear. No, the the rules said the rest of my life. Yeah, but it's not like there's someone... It's It's like there is a magical thing keeping you tethered to Texas where you have to live, quote-unquote. This is, this is my problem with the question, see? Mm. You can live somewhere... But travel a lot. Okay, yeah, fair. Then I'll just travel to California. Well, you can travel across the world if if the or money you decide is like six hundred infinite million. If that's the amount you say, then that's what you get. And you, you yeah, as long as my main registered Texas address is Texas, I'm fine. Yeah, I guess. So I can just live. I don't even have to move. I can just register myself in Texas. Yeah, and like hotel hop around the entire world. Boom, that's how yeah. all the money's gone. Then yeah, yeah abs- I would absolutely like do 100. that. No, no doubts, I would absolutely do that. That wasn't the question, though. What is... How much would I get... Bu- how much would I need to be bribed? It was the question. Yeah, how much? That. Infinite money? Yeah. Anything below infinite, it's not even worth it. So let's finish off with... Um, let's let, let James talk about his new car for 15 minutes. Okay. I did buy a new car. Um, it's a nice car. It's um, Chaos Unleashed is gone. Come get your mic up. We need to talk about the this, the sad farewell to the the pisser's counterpart. What do you mean the pisser's counterpart? The pisser's been independent from the get go. No, no, that was the pisser. And his um his abusive chaotic. Chaotic, um, unpresent companion. Yeah, the, it's gone. Um, my beloved Mazda. Is James's Mazda that went. My Mazda, the my silly Mazda <coughs> that I, I I was a streetcar and was uh, made to go really fast on corners. That was horrible to drive in every situation. It's gone. Um. I, I, I bought another car and the Mazda's gone and I bought a boat 
Yeah, you might as well have. I bought a boat. I bought a, I bought a Nissan Law, and it's big. Um, it's Japanese. It's a Japanese import. Did you hear when you were taking a shit as the pizza arrived? Yeah. The pizza delivery man today was gushing over your car. Wait, really? Absolutely gushing. What did he say? Well, at first he asked me if it was mine, and I wanted to say yes, but I said, nah, it's my friend's. And he was like, man, it's cool. So sick. And I was like, I know, right? And he was like, I'm feeling kind of jealous and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you, you should. You should be jealous because fuck me, this, this car, this, you've, uh, this is your fourth car? So yeah, I've 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 officially like been insured four years, and this is my fourth car uh, yeah. every year, pretty it's, much. It is your coolest car. It's the nicest car to sit in. It's unbelievably comfortable. It's um, it's a it's because th- this is it's a Nissan Law, okay. So it's a Japanese import, only made for the Japanese market. So it was never sold anywhere else, and it's a luxury car. So it was it was sold as this this barge, this really comfortable barge that you can just cruise easy. And it's just you can chill, nice car, and it is absolutely. It's it, the the interior is like a, it's like Margaret Margaret Thatcher's house basically. It's it's proper fucking like proper cream awful seats, but they're super soft and yeah, comfortable. they're squidgy like they're more like sitting on a sofa. Yeah, no, it is. The back is just a sofa. Yeah, but it's like a it's a huge car. It's a big four door saloon. It's quite big. But it's like so light and easy to drive, and it just kind of bounces over the road. Yeah, it's generally- which you're gonna change, I'm sure. Yeah, it's gonna be undrivable in like a week because <laughs> it's just like it's a great car, and it's the coolest car I'm ever gonna own by far. But I also got it unbelievably cheap. It's like I was like, because we were playing Apex one morning, and I was just like, oh, I found a car on on like eBay. And I sent you pictures, and then it was just like, oh, it's a bit too expensive. And then the next four days is just like James going off the rails, absolute chaos. Yeah, you were desperate for some sort of like gangster Yakuza type. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I just wanted to be cool, basically, in a big boat car. Mm. And then I found that in the suggestions was my dream car, and it was like affordable as fuck. And it was just like, it had no interest in it. So I was like, what's going on? And it was just like the cleanest, like perfect condition car. And I got it for Are fucking Are you calling nothing. this your dream car? No, it has. It always has been. Because we've gone over this. No, I've said this before that like throughout the last like two, three years, I've been watching these drifting videos in Japan with like Japanese music edited on. Hmm. And it's like actual street drifting in Japan or whatever. And the car's... In the early OG days, one of the, the go-to cars was a Nissan LOL. And I fucking love them, and I've wanted one. But they're like 20k. So this is a newer one, but it's a Nissan LOL. And it's just like, if I was going to buy any Japanese import, I'd buy a LOL. And I've on-off searched for one for like over a year. And this was the first one I saw pop up. And I was just like, yeah, I'm having it. I was like, I'm bi- I'll, I'll bid 9k on this fucking bitch. Yeah, I don't blame you. I... I'm of the opinion that if you're going to spend a lot of money on a car, it should look cooler than it drives well. Do you want to look sick? And my, th- that thing didn't cost anything. And it's just the coolest yeah, yeah. fucking thing. Yeah. It's the coolest thing ever. I'm, I'm even going to a fantasy car meet tomorrow, Nick, because I'm so excited over it. It's the coolest car I've ever seen. 
It's the coolest car I've ever been in. No, but the great thing about it is if I if I just go to work, I, people fucking look at it. It gets attention because it's just like nobody's ever seen one. So it's just like I'll just drive to the petrol station. I've loads of lads like going fucking. What the fuck is that? Out the, yeah, out it's, the fucking it's like a. It's subtly special. Yeah, and it's it's silky smooth and it's fucking easy. It's like if you know, you know. Yeah, you know. It is exactly that. Yeah, and I'm just I'm so fucking in love with it, and I'm so happy yeah. over it. We'll never get rid of it. You'd I'm not going to get rid of it. Like, I'm You'd not be going an to. absolute fool to get rid of it. No, I'm not going to, because it's too clean. If I were to get rid of it, I wouldn't be able to afford another one, because the prices are just going fucking. Dogecoin means shit. None of these uh... Laurel coin. Laurel Laurel prices are insane. Like Japanese cars, they're going through the roof. Cars that were six hundred pound twenty years ago are now forty k. Talk to any of these crypto bros. None of their fucking crypto bollocks is that valuable. Well. Because they might go up 3,000%, but they're crashing within a week. This is a car that gained like 200% over 20 years, and it's only going to get worse. There's going to be a black market for cars in our lifetime, I reckon. There is. Cars get nicked all the time. No, I mean a black market for cars. I mean, like, just cars are illegal. Wait, that already exists. No, like straight up cars. You can buy straight up cars illegally. Oh my god, no, you don't get it. I don't get it, but thank you for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed the, the new combo of me and Jamie. Yeah, get fucking used to it because the asshole is gone. Yeah!